Hey friends, I'm so glad you're here. I cannot believe we are halfway through December. Like, it's just crazy to me. So whether you are staying home or you're going out for the holidays, whether you are trying to modify old traditions or create complete new ones in the pandemic world that we're in, I just wish you the very best this holiday season. And I hope that you can have an attitude of gratitude of the, the true meaning of the season and just the blessings in your life. Because despite how crazy 2020 has been, we all have something to be thankful for. And our next guest, Emily, is going to be a prime example of that. Her positivity is infectious. And just, I love just the attitude that she gives when she looks at life and the blessings that she has. Her, her laughter is contagious. There's just so much about her that I love, and I cannot wait for you to meet her. So go grab a beer and join us for this episode of Life Over Beer. So friends, I'm here with Emily, and Emily, it is so great to see you. I miss you. I haven't seen you in a while. I got to see you once during 2020, so I feel so thankful for that. But Emily, do you want to tell our friends what you're drinking? Yeah, so I miss you too, Ashley. I haven't seen you in a long time, uh, but thanks for having me. And I am drinking an Angry Orchard Hard Cider because... I don't drink beer anymore. I just drink hard ciders. And maybe I'm a weenie in my old age, but I drink, um, I'm drinking the crisp apple. It's my favorite. So drinking a little hard cider. And there's nothing wrong with that. I like hard ciders too. Um, Anchor Orchard actually puts out quite a few different ones because they have like the pear and the rosé. I like the rosé one a lot. I don't even like wine and I like the rosé one. I'm the original hard apple person, I guess. I haven't tried their other ones. That's okay. That's okay. So today I'm drinking a Kugel's Snowdrift Vanilla Porter. Um, so for all of our beer friends who maybe know or don't know, the porter is like a brown, like a, a darker color brown bitter beer. And what I like about this is that this vanilla is the perfect balance between that sweet vanilla and the bitterness. So it kind of just all puts that multi flavor together and I love it. So you can only get in the wintertime. So now. do you stock up? So you want right out. Do you stock right up now. so you have plenty to last you through the rest of the year? Or you just drink it seasonally in the winter and just roll with that? Uh, I typically just drink <laughs> it in the winter. So I'm kind of the pick it up seasonally. But as our fellow Life Over Beer fans know, I'm a big advocate of like, if you're going to get pumpkin beer, you need to get it at the beginning of the season because they've <laughs> run out of it. Like most stores don't deal. 20 shipments of pumpkin beer. They do like maybe one, maybe two. Same with like holiday flavors. Like if you want a Christmas ale, you kind of have to get it in November because they might be out of it by the time we get to December. <laughs> too, too funny, but that's totally true. <laughs> yeah. So as much as we all hate the fact that like Christmas gets celebrated earlier and earlier every year, if you want to be a beer drinker <laughs> in those flavors, you have to do it early. <laughs> So Emily, one thing that I've always loved about you is just your spunkiness and your smile and you're willing to laugh at all times. But I also think that that's like 
how you bring love to situations. Um, and you and I were talking kind of before the podcast, how, how you've got lots to love. You know, you've got a job that you love. You've got a husband that you love. You've got a child that you love. Do you want to tell the audience a little bit about that? A little yeah, bit about yeah. So um, as you mentioned, um, I'm married. We've been married for five and a half years. Um, we were actually college sweethearts, if you will. Um, met down at the Ohio State University. Um, so we met probably around 10 years ago. We didn't start dating right away. Um, but when we did start dating, like, you know, all was well and dandy. Um, but uh, we, uh, we have a, a great daughter. She'll turn two in January, which is just kind of crazy. Um, and like you mentioned, uh, I worked for the same agency for 10 years, which is crazy. Um, really great job. This was kind of the dream job with this agency, the dream job like forever. And so I've been in this position for five years, which is just crazy. Like usually, um, usually I don't, you know, you don't luck into something like this. So it was my life sometimes has all the stars aligned. Um, and they really did with this job. And I really, really like the job. Obviously, like thing, things are good. Um, 2020s kind of, you know, beat us all down a little bit. But sometimes I, I like to sit back and, you know, think about all the things that that bring me joy or that I'm really blessed with in life. And, you know, having a, a steady paycheck through all of this, that was nice. Something that, you know, we didn't have to worry about too much. And I know a lot of people weren't as fortunate. So I've been lucky with that. And like, you know, a husband, a kid, we, um, we live on a farm. Uh, have some some grain and some some cattle, um, some crazy chickens, um, but things are things are good. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's kind of me in a short little nutshell. <laughs> I love it. I love it, and I love what you just said about 2020 has beat us all down. But holy moly, even you know, even if you had maybe lost a job, or this has just been an incredibly trying year there is always, always, always something to be thankful for. And I love, I feel the same way as you. I've been very blessed to have a job that allowed me to work from home and get through all the 2020 stuff. I have family and great friends that I've really been able to lean on. Um, and I just think that's so important. And we talked about it on the last episode about being intentional. And I feel like it's a perfect transition to this episode about being intentional about what brings you joy and how do you keep that? How do you keep loving that? Because I know that your daughter is the <laughs> cutest thing on Facebook photos. Um, and I just know that she brings you so much joy. But I also know your husband. I mean, you two are like the cutest kind of, I don't know, like, it, it's such like a, you never take yourselves too serious, which I've always loved. And I think that's so important in a relationship. Um, but then you do take your job very serious. So I've always appreciated how you've been able to figure out what parts in life, you know, do a lot of give and take and what parts really you got to buckle down on. And do you want to tell a little bit about how do you, how do you decipher all that? Because the way you love one thing is not necessarily the way you'll love something else. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point. Um, because, okay, so if we start with the job, like, I don't know if I'm allowed to say where I work, but I work for the Ohio Division of Wildlife, which is a great agency. Um, you know, we do a, a whole bunch of different things. And um, my position with them was my dream job when I started interning with them back in 2011. So I started as an intern in 2011, worked all sorts of seasonal jobs, trying to kind of work my way up. And um, now I have this, this really great job as kind of a, 
a habitat consultant, which might not mean, that might be Greek to half of the people out there. Um, but essentially I walk properties all day and I grew up on a farm. Um, so I talk to old farmers all day long. I hike properties. I do wildlife surveys. Like what's, what's bad there? Like, that's just a fantastic thing. I get the best of all those worlds out there from our agency. And it's just so rewarding to, to talk to different people and educate different people and just be outside in the sunshine. I mean, or in the blizzards or in the rain or all those other things, but it's just, um, who, who wouldn't like to work outside in the sunshine all day? It's, it's just really great. So, um, so thankful for that job. And you had mentioned working from home. My job has been really flexible working from home. Um, our daughter was really sick, uh, back in February. And so she had bronchitis, ear infections, the whole gamut of things. And so it was really nice to be able to have the flexibility, work from home and like be able to take care of her too. Um, and she's, she's like the best little thing. Um, we struggled with pregnancy and all those jazz, like that, that whole thing. And so taking her, we don't take a day for granted with her. Like we love her so much. We enjoy every single moment with her, all the things. Um, because you know, you realize when you struggle with things, you realize how, how much like of a miracle they are, how special they are. And our kid, like everybody probably thinks their kid's like the smartest, the best kid. Our kid is like the smartest kid. I'm just blown away. You know, you watch their, her little brain work and she's just so funny. Kids are funny. And so when we, when we they like are. interact with her, she just, you can't just help but laugh and smile all day long with her because she's just the best little thing. <laughs> And she's the cutest little farm <laughs> chick I've ever seen in my life. I mean, like, no fear. She goes and checks out the chickens, checks she out the really cattle. Does. She is a hilarious little she's human She's so being. funny. And, like, you know, we just put on our little jackets, we put on her hat, we put on her mittens, and out we go. And she, like, she just loves all the things. She loves our dog. She loves our chickens. She's, you know, always telling them, come on, chickens, come on, box, box. And she's just so funny. She has literally no fear with things like that. The, the moo-moos, she, she just can't get enough, which is just so great because obviously farming is like a large part of our life. And, you know, our livestock are, you know, something big in our life and something constant. And so we've got to do the chores and well, she's got to go along whether she wants to or not. So it's, it's really good that she's the one that really wants to go outside and see them and all the, all those things. So she's just funny. She just makes us laugh. <laughs> yeah. And you guys are so blessed. And I know, I know you had the struggles there for a long time. You and I've talked about that previously um, through dinner dates and things like that, but man, what a blessing you have with your daughter. And I'm sure that that kind of helps like when, cause every parent, every parent thinks their kid's the smartest. Every parent <laughs> thinks their kid's the cutest, but every parent also agrees that like, holy crap, my child does things that I just, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, every, yeah. every, every parent has that woe, but I'm sure all those blessings kind of help get through the times when they're just like crying for no reason or I don't know yeah. I don't have kids so I can only speculate <laughs> yeah I mean there are certainly times when you're like you know maybe she goes through a stretch she's not sleeping very well and you're like Ugh, kid I just wish you would sleep but then you're like man I'm blessed to be in this situation where I have a child sure she's not sleeping but I have a child like you know and we so I always even if it's like you know, not necessarily a downtime, but it's like, you know, if I'm feeling a little down about something, it's like, 
some people would just love to be in my position where I have a child like kind of thing. So it's, I try to really take, you know, I don't take a day for granted. I soak in all the things, even if it's like at that point in my life, maybe it's, darn it. Why, why can't she sleep? But it's just, I don't know. One day you'll, you'll see it and all those other parents out there listening. I'm sure they know what it is. Um, and they know what it's like. And especially people that have maybe been through what our story is, they know how, they know how it feels. And like, you know, our, my husband and I, we, we really grew as, you know, our relationship really grew going through like some of the troubles that we went through. And like, my husband, he just puts up with me. Like some of the things he's just quirky, you know that. And like, I just, every day is like a laugh to me. I just try to find the best in the days. And my husband's, he's a little bit more on the serious side. And he just, you know, half the time he looks at me like, oh brother, now what? Like, you know, (laughs) so it's just all those things. I just try to, I don't know. I try to keep him on his toes and like, you know, try not to lose the spice in our relationship, if you will. So I just, I don't know. Oh my gosh. There's no way you could lose spice in your relationship because, okay. Anybody that goes out. So we went out to Texas Roadhouse one time. I have to tell the story. So I, this was the first time I met Nick. And literally you both come in and the first thing you do is start picking on each other. Right. And front of your friends and it was the most hilarious but but there was no there was no stepping out of bounds it was all in good fun and neither one of you took yourselves too serious and I at that point I was like yes like that that needs to be a part of every relationship because relationships can be they hard. can be hard they can you know. they can be tough and we've been fortunate um you know we're we're in it for the long haul and i'm sure every relationship they're like we're in it for the long haul but like we really are we're like you know he grew up on a farm i grew up on a farm not that that matters to some people but like he just gets it and i get it and we just we were raised very similarly and we have kind of the same kind of goals we have the same you know interests and hobbies and that kind of thing so i think that helps um but just like the things we've been through um just kind of where it could have pulled us apart we made sure it made us stronger kind of thing so we not that we've ever i don't know not that we ever had to work on our marriage but we made sure like that it didn't pull us apart, that some of the the things that we didn't necessarily see to eye to eye on or those kind of things, we just made sure that our marriage and like making sure we were happy together, it's always been like a big priority for us. Like we don't want to lose that kind of thing. So anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. So Emily, for our friends, because we have friends uh, and or friends or beer buddies, <laughs> I don't know what you call them. They're all friends to me. Um, so we have some friends that, you know, are single that listen to the show. We have some friends that are married that listen to the show. We have some friends that are divorced and listen to the show and all of those things are fine in their own right. But for you, when you're talking about your relationship with Nick, how do you make sure that you don't let the trying times get to you too much? Gosh, I don't like, what are, what are some tips and tricks? Yeah, I mean, that's probably a good, a good question. And I think it's because Nick and I, we kind of have maybe different personalities. So I could talk your ear off all day, every day. I I don't have a problem with that. I'm, you know, the extrovert where my husband, he, he's the kind of person that sits in the back of the room and just listens to everyone. So he's like super introvert. And so like, anytime we might have a disagreement or an argument and he's really upset, 
he wants to like go and be in his own space. Well, I don't let him like, okay, if he wants to sit in our bed <laughs> instead of in the living room, well, next thing you know, I'm sitting on the bed and like hanging out in his space. So I don't, I think it, you know, each person kind of looks at it differently, but like, I don't, I don't let him be in his, that makes me sound like an awful wife too. I don't let him be in his own space kind of thing, but I just make sure like, you know, I don't want him to be upset by himself. Like, well, we can be upset and then we can think about it and we can talk it over kind of thing. And we, we have really worked on that because I'm the kind of person like, okay, we're upset, but I want to talk it out and like get to the bottom of it. And he's kind of one of those in his, his mom's the same way. Like she wants to hold a grudge forever. She doesn't want to work out the problem or something like that. And I'm one of those kind of people. Um, I don't know. That's one of the things. And I always try to just kind of be spontaneous. So this is like my husband just, he, he puts up with so much sometimes. So this is an example of me being like spontaneous. And so, um, we had been dating eight years this year in 2020, which like does, I mean, sure that's a great accomplishment, but it's, you know, it's eight years, whatever. And so I wanted to just be spontaneous. Um, and so we started dating in October. I don't know what day in October that was eight years ago. Nobody remembers that. And so I just picked a random day in October and I made a cheesecake and I put a number eight candle on it. He loves cheesecake. I put a number eight candle on it and he got home from work and he like comes in and I like lit up the candle and I'm like, honey, like, you know, what does this mean? And he's looking at this cheesecake and he's looking at this number eight and he thinks like I've gone crazy. And I'm like, we've been dating eight years. And he was like, oh my gosh, like you're ridiculous you're crazy <laughs> and so it's just things like that that you know like deep down it probably meant something like I was doing something special for him and like so now that's our thing like I'm doing something special for you so that's like our line when we're just being silly like I'm doing something special for you <laughs> so I think that's something else too and it's you know he really likes sour patch kids so every now and again I'll be at the grocery store I'll buy him a pack of sour patch kids like just just something to like I was thinking about you and I knew these would make you happy kind of thing. So it's just something like that. I guess he knows like if I have a bad day, he'll buy me some dark chocolate, you know, Hershey kisses or something like that. You know, I don't know. Just trying to, to, I don't know, make yourself happy and make yourself feel special here and there, you know, cause life's busy and life's tough. So it's just something that a little pick me up here and there kind of thing. Yes. And I love that you said that. Cause I also, I'm dating someone who's an introvert and I'm very much an extrovert. Uh Uh, So my boyfriend, if he's listening, he uh, totally understands where Nick is coming from. (laughs) Because I'm always just like, like, he's like, oh, I'm, you know, I have this thing. So I want to go like, think of it by myself. And I'm like, okay, well, you're gonna think of it by yourself with me next to you. Like, that's how we work. Um, I just love that. I laughed so hard when I heard you say that. Because I'm like, ooh. Same thing, same thing. But I mean, I had a thing just the other night. You know, my boyfriend and I was going to the, like, it's like a little quickie stop store. We were grabbing drinks and snacks and stuff. And he went the opposite way home. And at first I was like, did he like forget how to go home? Like, did he just, you know, this is not the way we came. Um, but what he did was he went, there's like a, it's called Hershey's Farm up in Worcester. And there's a drive through um, Christmas lights. And I love Christmas lights. They just, I don't know. Something about Christmas lights bring me joy. So he went and did this drive through to surprise me. And I think it's that same thing, like you said, like keeping it spontaneous, keeping it 
you know, hey, I thought of you because I know you like X and X thing. Yeah. And I think that's so important. Yeah. Just something to like brighten your day and like, I was thinking of you and your happiness is important to me. Sure. That doesn't mean like the other times I don't bring you a snack from the store or whatever. That doesn't mean it's not important, but this time it's important. And I was thinking about you and it would make you happy kind of thing. So I think that's, that's kind of been a big part in our relationship. Just, you know, just being spontaneous. Absolutely. And for our friends that are still single, there's nothing that says you can't do this in your life too. So say maybe you have a neighbor that, you know, loves fresh chocolate chip cookies there is nothing stopping you as a single or married person to do love to your neighbor by bringing them cookies. Like that's totally. Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially in the year that we're in so important to just show simple love to other people. I think that's a great thing. Just doing something, something little like that. um, I think it really goes a long way doing something nice for your neighbor or, or really anybody. It, it restores someone's faith in humanity because sometimes you know, this world isn't, some of the people in this world, they're not as nice as they could be. And I think that, you know, a little happiness goes a long way with something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've even talked previously on the podcast when we had um, Ben Metz on and he was just talking about being a good human. It's sometimes asking people, how are you really? Um, And I think also just like doing a random act of kindness, maybe it's not asking, how are you doing really? But it's also like, hey, I wanted to make your day a little brighter. So here's how. I'm yeah, I, I think that's, that's a great way to improve this world we live in. It's just being a good human. <laughs> yes, yes. And I think, I think at the core of it, we just have to remember that all people, like at the end of the day, no matter how much money you make or what you do or anything like that, we all want to be loved and love someone else. Yeah. Like I know, like in the, in the hierarchy of needs, we need shelter, food, water, but then like the next thing down is that connection. Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's so true. And, you know, some people find it in different ways, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, going to the park and hanging out, you know, with your dog or it's going hiking or whatever, or maybe it's, you found someone you can really connect with, um, whether it's, you know, a spouse, or maybe you just have that really good best friend that builds some happiness in your life kind of thing. Um, I think that's a a really good thing to point out. Um, Some sort of, you know, connection anywhere you can find it, just some sort of little triangle, little section of happiness in your life kind of thing. Absolutely. It makes me think of that book by Gary Chapman, The Five Love Languages. I don't know if you've ever read that. Um, So it's a really interesting read because it talks about that different people need love a little different. So some people need like quality time, which is my like love language, um, words of affirmation. So saying great things like, oh, you're so smart or man, I'm really impressed by how well you handled that complex situation or whatever. Some of it is like gifts and not in a like, oh, I need like a brand new car, like on all of the car commercials right now that people get cars for Christmas. Um, But really just in a like, hey, I needed something that showed that you were thinking of me, Um, whether it's a card, whether it's a piece of candy, et cetera, Um, acts of service. And then, um, oh, physical touch. That's like the last one. So, you know, talking about like, not in like a gross way, but just in like a, hey, I feel really secure and loved when you're holding my hand or when we get to cuddle up on the couch or something like that. Um, and I think when we realize that like other people need love differently, 
and like the way that we love our coworkers is not going to be the same way we love our child or love our spouse. I think that's when we like really open up for human connection. Yeah. Not just putting everyone under one blanket. Like, oh, well, I, I don't know. I said thank you today. So you should feel so loved. (laughs) Too funny. And that made me, it made me think of something else. Um, Something, you know, that you, you keep your relationship alive kind of thing. You mentioned holding hands and I hold my husband's hand, like, you know, not all the time. Um, but like, you know, when we're walking down the county fair, or when we're doing this or doing that, or even just walking from here to the barn, I hold his hand because I don't know, my parents, they didn't say I love you to each other. They didn't hold hands. They didn't do that thing. And neither does his parents. Um, and so like, we do that now. And I don't want to like lose that. <laughs> and so I tell him I love him all the time. Mm-hmm. And I hold his hand because I don't want him to be like, oh, like she's gotten used to not holding my hand. So we're never going to hold hands again kind of thing. So I always hold his hand, which probably is like, oh, not again. Oh, brother. (laughs) But it's like one of those things. I don't want to lose that. So I'm going to make sure we do it. So it's not like a lost thing in our relationship. (laughs) So my grandparents still hold hands. And I've always thought that was so sweet. And they get a lot, like my grandma says all the time, she's like, yeah, we get compliments all the time at a restaurant that like, oh, it's so great that you still hold hands. And she's like, well, of course he's going to hold my hand. He's stuck with me. Um, (laughs) But it is, it is a very sweet gesture of love. And I think that's so great that you recognize that like, ooh, not everyone has this, but this is something I cherish. So I want to continue it as we go down this long road. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I don't want it to be lost because I'm sure all couples start out at some point, they're holding hands. They're, you know, giving them a kiss goodbye before you walk out the door for work. They're saying, I love you. And then it just kind of, they don't do it anymore. And so I make sure that we do it all the time. So that way one day, you know, he's not walking out the door without giving me a kiss goodbye kind of thing. Like I just, it's important, I guess. And like, from my view and my relationship, like that's, that's something I want. And my husband knows that. So he's like, all right, I'll give you a kiss. Goodbye. Like <laughs> kind of thing. He puts up with my quirks and, you know, I think it's important to him too. He wouldn't tell you that, but I think it's important to him too. So I don't know. It's just something that works in our relationship and it's important in our relationship. So I'm going to make sure it doesn't get lost, you know, one day kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I love what you said there about like, that's important to you. So you're going to continue to make sure that he knows that it's important because I obviously am not married, um, don't have kids, but I am in a relationship. And even when I wasn't in a relationship, the reason I think relationships are hard is because you're figuring out all that Mm -hmm. stuff about each other. And if you aren't openly communicating that like, Hey, this is important to me, your partner might not be doing it because they don't think that it's important to you or as a like oh I don't actually love you they just don't know like you don't Mm -hmm. know what you don't know so communicating that well and I think children while we you know while we consider children at all ages like oh some of them communicate well and some of them don't I think children naturally by their body language do that as well like my one niece Chloe is very much when I'm upset when I'm sick I want Mm -hmm. cuddled like I want to feel secure. Whereas Sophie, if she's upset, she wants you to hands off, leave her alone. Uh-huh. <laughs> she might not say that, but she acts that way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Our daughter, she's, 
she is so stubborn, which my husband is super stubborn. I'm super stubborn. So it's just watching her little personality develop. It's like, oh boy, what are we going to get here? But it's one of those, I mentioned, you know, giving my husband a kiss goodbye or, you know, before bedtime, giving him a kiss before bedtime. So my daughter, you know, she's not even two yet. And she knows like when daddy leaves for work, she'll say kiss and daddy comes and gives her a kiss. And it's like, you know, she knows that. And like, you know, not that that might be important in her life one day, but I want her to realize like her parents love each other. And like, you know, I want her to see that where maybe, maybe we didn't, you know, growing up kind of thing. Oh, and I love that. I love what you just said about, even if we didn't see it, this is what we want to instill. Yeah. And I think that's great. Yeah. It's, it's just been important in our, in our relationship kind of thing. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. So Emily, as you try to juggle it all, and I feel like, okay, so I want to caveat this question by saying that men typically don't get asked this question. And I think <laughs> that's crap because I think men also juggle things, but women are commonly asked, how do you do it all? Like, how do you love and how do you do work and home life and, and childbearing and all those things, which I think regardless, whether you are a mom or dad or I don't know, whatever you are in a child's life, like you all have to balance this. So Emily, <laughs> tell us, how do you kind of just control the chaos? Cause there's always going to be chaos. That's just life. I think people who are like, Oh, it just, I just handle it all. You probably not handle it great, but you're probably doing the best right. you can. But how do you, how do you intentionally do Gosh, all those I don't, things? I don't know. And I think every parent would tell you, and certainly every mom would tell you, they just, it might, their life is chaos. Like it really is. You might just show it differently. You might just be better at hiding certain things. <laughs> and so I don't know. Sometimes I feel like our life is chaos. We're running from here to there and, you know, juggling chores, juggling work. Where's our daughter at today? What babysitter are we picking her up from? Like who's watching her? And sometimes it's just, you know, juggling the chaos is like a, a whole nother job in itself kind of thing. Cause it's, you know, 2020 has been <laughs> such a, such a year, you know, kind of thing. And so we still like to go see our family and go see my grandma and like that kind of thing. So it's like, oh, well, we haven't went and saw grandma in a while. Like maybe we should stop in and see, you know, how she's doing, even if we're just, you know, standing on the porch and talking to her through the door or something like that. Uh, but sometimes it's juggling all the things. Sometimes it's a lot. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the best advice is for that. I certainly have a lot more, you know, sticky notes and reminders and memos in my phone, alarms in my phone for all, all sorts of different things. So I don't forget anything. Sometimes you're like, eh, I'm not going to forget to feed the cattle in the morning. I'll do that when I, you know, let my chickens out in the morning. Well, sometimes it's raining or you're doing this or you're doing that. And, you know, now I got an alarm to make sure I feed my cattle in the, in the morning, so it's, you know, juggling all the things sometimes huh, and working from home. You know, if I'm not doing my field work, then I'm working from home and it's like, okay, what kind of things do I need on my to-do list to make sure I get those done? Or I'm going to town. What do I need to do while I'm there? And huh, sometimes it's, it's, 
my life is chaos. I'm sure like when we met up back in, whenever we met up a few months ago, like my life's a wreck. It's really a wreck. And I say that all the time. Like even before I had a kid, like my life's a wreck. Like I'm, I feel like, you know, I've got so many things on my plate. Sometimes you're, you're juggling all the things. And so it's like, all right, I'm running to this landowner visit and oh, now I'm running late because I had to get gas and oh, I'm arriving one minute ahead of schedule like for example this morning I have a landowner visit at 10 o'clock so I get there at 9 57 which is perfect timing like no big deal a lot of people even if you're a few minutes late like they don't care it's not usually a big deal but today my truck's loaded down with all this stuff for work so I want to find a jacket but there's so much crap in my truck I can't find a jacket and the landowner's like ready to go so I'm like oh it's 28 degrees and now I'm rolling on a on a little hike without a jacket or a hat because I couldn't find them in my truck real fast so it just oh, my life's a wreck sometimes but that's okay we make it work <laughs> Absolutely. And I think just the honesty in that is so refreshing because I think a lot of people feel that way. I mean, I feel that way and I'm not married <laughs> or have children. Um, you know, I just am a human being like everyone else who has a busy life full of friends and family and jobs and all the things I love. And yeah, sometimes, you know, your stuff's slowed down with crap and you can't find it. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't find a jacket when you need it. Um, but then also there's like those moments of grace when, you know, things go really great, but you remind yourself that, Hey, I'm doing a little better. Like I might be a wreck, but I'm not like a wreck all the time. <laughs> like that might be just a short little period. Um, I feel like, <laughs> and I'm sure you feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm a wreck all the time, but I'm less of a wreck. Sometimes <laughs> I'm better at, you know, better at yes. juggling certain times <laughs> and so I don't know it's um I always I've ever since I was little like I like to arrive early to things and so I'm one of those people like you know you say okay you got to be at this this event at 3 30 well in my brain I'm going to be there at three so that gives me like a little bit of leeway time in case you know whatever and as a mom like having that engraved in my head about like a little bit of leeway time that's like so important because sometimes your child does not want to put on their jacket their hat their shoes get their bag and like you know I'm one of those moms like I like to get everything out the door in one trip the diaper bag you know our snacks my water bottle this that so all my kid has to do is walk down the hallway to the car is she walk down the hallway? No, she don't walk down the hallway. So it's like, you know, Lauren, I'm leaving. Are you coming? No. And it's like, okay. So me and the dog walk out the door and then she's like, mom, mom. Yeah. I said we were leaving. Like, get your butt out here. So sometimes it's just, you know, Absolutely. that's momming for you. <laughs> so I think it's just juggling. It's going to be a new verb. Hashtag <laughs> momming. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, sometimes I'm very thankful that the only person I have to try to get out of the door is me. And sometimes that's enough of a handful to get out the door. But yes, no, I love that's like a real pro mom trip. Like pro yeah. mom tip is to uh, give yourself some leeway. But I think as humans, we should all give ourselves a little bit of leeway. Because you're right, if we cram, if we cram our schedule so full to the point that like, we do not allow life to happen because it's going to like you're gonna run you're gonna be lower uh -huh. on gas than you thought your child's uh -huh. gonna walk <laughs> on their coat you know all the things 
then we're frantic yeah. all the time. And I feel that way sometimes, especially, you know, when I overdo stuff or I put too much on my schedule where I give myself no breathing right. room. It's really hard. Like I was talking to somebody the other day. It is so hard for me to love people really well when I'm in their <laughs> That's so true. That is spoken so well. It's so true. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's perfect. <laughs> because when I'm in a hurry, it's like, I love you, but I need you to get out of here right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or we need to get we need to get this meeting started, or we need to do X, Y, and oh. Z thing. But it has to be done in this split second, and it's going to be really hard for me to be warm and fuzzy oh, and loving to that's you. That's so true, because while you were saying that, I was starting to think. So as a mom, like, I am less of a train wreck as a mom than I am at my job. So my job, I'm always running late, or or I'm running right on time, which to me gives me anxiety, because I like to be 10 minutes early, 15 minutes early. Um, and with work, I am always running right on time. And so it's like, well, I know I'm going to have to drive 60 the whole way there to make it on time. Oh, and now, oh, I'm stuck behind the garbage truck, or I'm stuck behind this train, or whatever. And it's like, ah, I don't give myself enough leeway time with work work and so then you know when I get to my office some people are chatty and I'm like oh I gotta run you know just grab the snow scraper and run out the door I don't want to chat with you I can't I don't have time to chat with you so that's that's so that is so <laughs> true like I'm not good at you know loving people when I'm in a hurry <laughs> yes oh my gosh but I feel you on the doing it for work because I feel like I'm always that way because I just want to like do all the things at work and I come in with my prestige little like to-do list and then things start getting like yeah. added in and then I'm running behind and then it is really hard for me to be like super cheery positive <laughs> Ashley Rose yeah I'm that is that is so true and it, it is not said better than the way you just said it right there that is so true <laughs> oh shoot <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. I've had so much fun with this conversation. We literally could do this for hours, but for the sake of our listeners, um, as we wrap up the show, I ask every guest the question of what advice would you give your 25 year old self? Because I think it's such a great time for reflection and just, you don't know what you don't know at 25. Maybe that's the same at every age, but I know I didn't know what I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So, at, okay, taken back to my 25-year-old self, I'm 30 years old now. Um, so that was just five little years ago. Um, but my 25-year-old self was probably naive about work, maybe naive about marriage. We got married right before I turned 25, um, right? I don't know. Do the math for me. I think so. But so, well, either way, um, yeah. you know, I was married at 25. Obviously, we didn't have our daughter then. We had talked about kids, but we hadn't talked. We hadn't put a timeline on it. Um, and, you know, I talked briefly um, about, you know, struggles with pregnancy and miscarriage and that kind of thing. And so I think, you know, not letting, telling my 25-year-old self that, you know, life might be tough and you really have to step back and look at all the blessings you have in your life, like that kind of thing, because life gets tough. I think life gets tough um, at all, all the stages of life, all the ages, life's tough, but maybe just in different ways. And I think it's just one of those, you know, 
count your blessings. You really have a lot of blessings in life, whether it's job or whether it's good friends. You might not have your, your life partner yet, but you've got a lot of good friends, good family, that kind of thing out there rooting for you and supporting you. And sometimes, sometimes that's hard to, you know, you feel so alone sometimes and you've got all those people supporting you. They might not talk to you every day. They might just be scrolling through, you know, your Facebook, you know, kind of thing. And they're still liking your statuses and they're supporting you. And sometimes, sometimes that's all it takes um, is just a little bit of love knowing you're not alone out there. Um, so that was a roundabout answer to what I would tell my 25 year old self, but life might get tough, but you've got a lot of things out there to put a smile on your face kind of thing. Yeah, and I think that's great advice um, because 25 is like a strange age where you're maybe just starting your career, you're at college, maybe you're finishing up college, whatever your life choices are. But yeah, like I think realizing that adult friendships are very different than mm -hmm. youth friendships is a big challenge. Um, I definitely understand where you're coming from from the feeling alone because sometimes we get so into our home lives and our work lives that you feel like you're out yeah. on an island. Um, but you're absolutely right that you have so many blessings no matter where you are in your stage of life. Um, and that's what I've always loved about you. So <laughs> I try positive. to be every now and again, I try to be positive. And I mean, sometimes that's what, that's what gets you out of bed every day is just thinking about those blessings. That's what puts you, you know, puts a smile on your face when you go to bed at night, saying your prayers, knowing like, knowing you've got all those, all those blessings, you know, all that, all that, you know, in your back pocket kind of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Emily, if people want to know maybe more about your position or just life uh, at your farm, where can they go to? Where can they um, connect I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm on Facebook and so I guess they could find me there. Uh, our farm has a Facebook page. I need to be better about posting stuff, but our farm is at Black Marble Farms. So you can find us there and you can see just how cute my daughter really is um, after Ashley's glowing recommendation. Uh, but you know, you can, you can connect with me there. Um, I'm, I'm always happy to, to certainly talk about my job. Um, there's, there's so many perks with my job. So if you're ever interested in whatever conservation or wildlife or anything like that, you, they can certainly find me there too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I have really enjoyed our conversation. I'm so thankful you were willing to be on yeah. the show. Um, and just thankful for all that you are willing to share. I think sometimes uh, it's hard. It's hard to talk about like really uh, big things with an audience like this, but I'm just yeah, so Yeah, well, thanks for having me. This was so fun and I miss you. Like when we, I wish 2020 was different. So, you know, you could hang out with your friends a little bit more than we, we have been able to, but this was great. Thanks for having me as a guest on your podcast. Yes, I'm so excited. And I agree. <laughs> Hopefully in the future, yeah. past COVID, we will get to see friends a lot more. Um, but for our friends that are listeners, if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Um, leave us a review. If you listen to us on Spotify, um, Google Play, iTunes, all that kind of stuff, leave us a review so other folks can find our podcast. And then, of course, follow us on Facebook and Instagram so that way you can learn more about the guests every single week. So between now and the next episode, I hope that whatever you're doing in life, uh, whether you are home with COVID or quarantined or whatever, that you're enjoying life over a beer. Cheers.